This call is being recorded. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. How are, How are you? you? I'm getting you. I'm doing good. I'm going to reach Please out to you. I'm going to um, have to make some phone calls starting uh-huh. today, and you're on my okay. list. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, you should. I'm pretty sure you're one of the declarers, right? What does that mean? Do you have you ever done a declaration or host a call before? No, and I'm not good at that. Okay, that's not um, my calling. I don't okay. have any. Are you, are you coming ahead. to the? Are you coming to the reunion? I wish I could. My daughter graduates on that day. I wish. Okay, I got you. Yeah, okay. I would love to be there, but yeah. Okay. No, I think I'm not there. I have a spirit of fear. <laughs> I'm still trying to get delivered from that, but I'm 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 a work in progress though. <laughs> Believe me, I want to do it, but yeah, We're I'm just not there work yet. Progress. Yes, too busy <laughs> with her. Yeah, yeah, I'm really busy with talk. You know, her dad passing, so I have to do it all. I understand. I do. Yeah, yeah, I but once he's gone off the college. I'll be an empty nester, and I'll be able to plug myself in 100%. Mm-hmm. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else called in on the line this morning that would like to say good morning? Okay. I believe we're the only two right now. Okay. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah, that's good because I don't want want anybody to hear me say that. I know we were just talking away. Um, I'm just, just trying to calibrate and get myself together. I thought I was off mute. <laughs> I was just talking. Oh. I said, you can still call me, and uh, maybe you can get me started in uh, getting ready one day oh. to be able to. Oh, yeah, that's okay. That's Moni. Moni is the, is, is the, is the, um, is the uh, lead, lead for that. So if you're interested. Yeah, maybe she can do it. Yeah, you can talk to Moni. Moni, um, okay. she, yeah, she, she's good. She'll she help me, huh? Really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, don't think nobody, I don't think anybody's ever ready, but you know, God puts us in. God does what we can't do for ourselves to make you us stronger. You can say that again. You can say yeah, that again. Yeah, He does. I can truly believe. I can truly attest yes. to His amazing mm-hmm. grace over my life. The that Holy Spirit will do morning. it. Yeah. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else called in that would like to say good morning at this time? I don't think everybody's still sleeping this early, 6 o'clock in the morning. It's nice and serene and peaceful and quiet. But thank God for yeah. another day of his grace and his mercy. And he woke us up this morning with, yeah. with gratitude and our attitude. And we are so grateful to praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. On this morning. So yeah. grateful. Yeah. Yes. 
He says, seek him first. And that's what mm-hmm. I try to do. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I do. Amen. Mm-hmm. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. I am your greeter. Has anybody called in that would like to say good morning? Okay. Good morning. This is your reader. My name is Tracy. Has anybody else called in that would like to say good morning at this time? It is quiet this morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is your greeter. Is anybody else on the line that'd like to say good morning at this time? Or is everybody on mute? Good morning. Good morning. This is Priscilla. Good morning. Good morning, Priscilla. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Thank God for another day of life. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Tracy. Has anybody else joined us that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's that? Who's that? And who's that? This is Susie. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. I heard two more chimes. Who was that in that? Okay, good morning, and thank you for calling us and joining us here this morning on Declare Victory. Anybody else like to say good morning at this time? Good morning. Is that you, Tracy? It's Lisa. Yes, Lisa. It's Tracy. Good morning. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Yes, it's me. I'm a little... um. I'm not going to claim anything, but I woke up this morning, and I'm a little nasally. So if I sound like I'm talking in my head, I actually am, I guess. <laughs> and I'm grateful for being amongst the living this morning, so I'm not complaining about anything. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Declare Victory. Would anybody else like to say good morning at this time? Good morning, everyone. This is Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. Good morning. How are you, sister? I'm doing just wonderful this morning. I can't complain. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else like to say good morning? God, we thank you for the air that we breathe on this morning. We thank you for your Holy Spirit filling us one more time to allow us to wake up this morning and get this thing called life right. You are truly amazing. Ooh, we are so grateful. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Anybody else like to say good morning on this great morning? 
Good morning, family. It's nourishing, Nikisha. Love you all. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Um, Before we move forward, we're going to ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in the month of March, theme entitled Acceleration. You don't want to miss the message, teaching, blessing, and heart shares that will bring to you, will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. You will definitely be blessed. There are two announcements today. First, Declare Victory is having a fun, I mean a family reunion on May 30th, 2020 from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the Vallejo, California. Registration is required ahead of time. Look for the event on Eventbrite, um, excuse me, look for the Eventbrite invite link in the Victory Room on our Facebook page for more information and to buy your tickets electronically. We are selling pre-tickets so that we can buy the supplies, awards, raffles, prizes, and gifts needed for the special event. So please purchase as soon as you can because an event this big takes time to plan. If you are not local and you are sure that you cannot make this event, please consider making a donation at cash app dollar sign I declare victory. I will repeat that. Uh, make your cash donation to the cash app, um, the dollar sign I declare victory. Your generosity will help ensure that everything is covered ahead of time. We pray many blessings be returned to you for your love and support. Um, Last but not least, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into our, um, sow into our, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app. Again, dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray that many blessings be our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. The prayer, we have no prayer request at this time. I'm going to ask the prayer warriors on the line for today just to cover on our Declare Victory in fa- uh, family in prayer, to cover everybody that is in contact with people in the medical field, to continue to lift us up in prayer, and just to continue to lift up this nation in prayer, as you guys can see, the shift is definitely happening. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Moni. The declaration will be brought by Lisa. And then we will go right into closing arguments. I will repeat that. With prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Moni. The declaration will be brought by Lisa. 
Then we will go right into closing on uh, closing arguments hosted by the declarer. The scripture today is Acts 19 and 12. So that even handcrafted or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and evil spirits came out of them. May the Lord add a blessing and reading and hearing and doing to his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please put your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. And I now pass the call to our prayer warrior. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. I love you and have an amazing day. Good morning, everyone. This is Brother Dwayne Money reached out and asked um, if I could do prayer this morning, and I was honored to be able to accept. Uh, Father God, Daddy, just want to thank you for the blessing of this day, for air in our lungs, for minds, Father God, that are whole and functioning, bodies hopefully that are doing the same. Um, but I pray, Lord, even for new strength in that, in our minds, in our bodies, and in our spirits, Father God, to be more in line with what you created for us to be. It is your will, Father God, that we be whole, that we be strengthened, Lord God, that we be fully functional and fully tuned into you. I thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, to give our first fruits to you today, um, Lord Jesus, to wake up seeking after you, to wake up with you on our lips, with you in our thought process, with starting our day right with you. I want to thank you, Father God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, like it says in Hebrews 13, 8. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that you are still, Lord Jesus and Father God, that you're still on the throne, that you are still in charge, that you do not waver, that you are the most steady thing there is in existence. Father God, that you are rock solid despite, in spite, and in the function of all things that are happening. Lord God, we know there's fear running, fear running rampant. We know there's sickness that has come in. We know there's things that are not even in our understanding, and it's just making people scared, and in some aspects, just making people get whacked out, for real. Father God, I ask for your peace. I ask for understanding. I ask for um, some measure of calm. And just to remember, you are still God on the throne, the same as you were yesterday. You are today, and you will be tomorrow and forevermore. We do not have to fear when we have you. We do not have to try to go on our own um, devices and figure out the world will do that on its own, and we can see the results of those things, Father God. But I ask for your children to steady ourselves on you because there is nothing else to hope on. There is nothing else to um, feel supported by. There is nothing else to try to put our all into and, and trust in. There really, there really, really is. So, God, stuff is getting sold out. And, 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 and I'm not saying, Father God, we know we're still, Things need to be taken precautions with, be smart about, um, uh, you know, do what needs to be done 
in order, Lord God, to not have things spread, in order to keep ourselves healthy and our families and our loved ones, especially our young and especially our seniors. No doubt, no question about it. But, Father God, help us, Lord God, to still be sensible. Help us, Lord God, to still know you are our God. You are taking care of us. You know exactly what's going to happen in the future, and nobody else can say that. Father God, I pray that you bring us closer. I know things are speeding up in the realm of just life in general. Because, Father God, there is a plan that you have set. I pray, Father God, I know that you are accelerating things into being for us, just personally. I know we can't be the only ones in our lives, Lord God, that are being accelerated to come to a place to be utilized and used by you for a time as this. We are all exactly where we need to be in this moment in time. We are placed um, in the locations that we need to be. We're placed in the experience of time. We're placed in a job or not in a job as we need to be. We're placed in the tax bracket that we are or not supposed to be at the time. We're placed in relationships as we are or not supposed to be in this time. And we are also coming after and seeking you. The people on this call, Lord God, I know are being brought to a place of coming after you. And quite honestly, if your people, you say, if your people will humble themselves, bow themselves down to you, ask forgiveness for ourselves, our families, and the land, you will heal this land. Father God, it's up to us. It's not up to literally it's up to us. If your people will humble themselves and bow down, and whether it's our sins or not our sins, and I'm not saying this is the thing that's come. I'm just saying in general, if we want to take back the land, if we want to bring build a bridge for this world into the kingdom, for the ones we love into the kingdom, for people that, come on, y'all, people are dying and are going to hell. That is bottom line. That is facts. That is the most important thing. People are dying and are going to go to hell, period. People we know that we interact with every day that don't know the goodness of a God, don't have a relationship with, don't know you, Father God, when they die, they will not be with you in eternity. That should shake us up more than anything else, period. Father God, break our hearts to want to desire you to come to you, to run to you, to be that bridge. Father God, to bow ourselves down on behalf of our families, ourselves, our ancestors, our our country, the people here, the people that don't know you, for their sake. We know where we're going when we die. We know the celebration that befalls us. We know our, we got a place at the table to have a banquet with you, but we know plenty of people that can't say that. Father God, help us to cry out. Help us, Lord God, to not be able to sleep well. Help us, Father God, to just have a burning desire from our bellies, Father God, to pray on their behalf, to love them, Lord Jesus, into knowing you, to create an environment. Father God, 
You've brought your spirit into us to shift things, to shift atmosphere, to bring to you. And so right now, Father God, I I open up. I ask, Lord God, my fellow prayer warriors, I ask for my fellow um, declared victory members, Lord God, to unmute and just cry out to you and call upon you, Father God. Thank you right now. As we humble Heavenly ourselves Father, to you, we come to you this. Just call out to you. Thank you, Thank you. 
We thank you for being our daddy. We bless your name. So we say, have your way, Holy Spirit. Your children are listening. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, thank you, um, Brother Dwayne, for ushering us in to the presence of the Lord. Thank you for everyone that participated um, and that was able to um, wake up this morning and it was not the alarm clock. So we thank God that um, he sent you here for right now for a purpose, for a reason. Thank you, Tracy, for hosting and opening up the call and receiving us in so graciously. We are studying or talking about the word acceleration. And I have to be honest. I'm going to set my phone down. Let me know if it changes and I need to pick it back up. I have to be honest. When I heard that word acceleration, um, I was like, um, okay, Lord, what are we doing with that? And it's probably been one of the most difficult words that um, I've had to do a declaration on, at least I thought in my mind. And so I didn't really give it much thought. I did look it up, and I know we're only fresh like in a week um, or maybe two already into this word. And so we've already heard some excellent declarations. Some things you might hear might just be a little bit familiar, maybe even the scriptures. Um, But last Sunday morning, I was listening to somebody, and I don't know what they said, but it really didn't have nothing, I don't think, to do with acceleration. And I was kind of half in and half out and lying down and listening to them before I was getting up to go to church. And God gave me something, and I rolled over, and I just started writing. And so um, I just want to share with you what he has given me on the topic of acceleration. And I had to kind of go in later because that was just the skeleton and the bones. And I just filled in little spots as he led me by his spirit, I believe, um, to give to you. So the word acceleration, when you look it up, um, and and I didn't go back and look it up because we've heard the definition repeated a couple of times, but the words that I thought about that came to mind for me were advancement or quick movement, uh, momentum or pace, a speed or cadence, and then the word time. And for some reason, I couldn't just let go of that word time. It just kept sticking out to me. And so that's what I really want to focus on is time and our attention this morning towards that word of time. Because we think about acceleration, it's going to take some time to accelerate and even time with speed of accelerating and moving quickly and gaining momentum and getting from one place to another um, will require for us to be Um, operating in time. Please don't forget to remove your line so that the integrity of the call can be maintained. So we're living in a fast-paced microwave, I want it right now kind of society. And I know everybody on the phone can attest to that, can identify in your own way. Um, But even in the church, we've been brought into familiar jargon like um, name it and claim it, and it's my season, and it's my time, and um, it's my turn, or I'm next in line for my miracle, my blessing, or my breakthrough. Whatever it is you've heard, you've heard something, I'm sure. If I were to ask you to take your phones off mute, which I'm not going to. I'm sure you could tell me some other things you've heard about somebody saying right now, smack dab in the middle of where you are is your time now. But it doesn't always look like it's really our time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with those things. If we say them by faith and we put our faith in God and not in the words we speak, except we link them up to the word of God and believe by his promises that we will have what we say because it's what he's already said, so we just coming into agreement with his word. 
listen, just because we name it and claim it and declare it and decree a thing does not mean that it's always going to happen until it's going to meet up with its appointed time. Thank you, Dwayne. You brought out a little bit in your prayer what I'm talking about. Nothing happens until it's appointed time. So here's something. Don't get mad if you're really super like, I won't say religious because that, that offends people. But if you you listen to what I'm saying, don't get mad at this. But this is a prayer call. But you remember the, um, the California wine slogan that said, we will serve no wine before it's time? <laughs> There's something that goes into making wine and the winemakers knew that they just couldn't go and get no grapes and just turn around and put it in a bottle and then try to say it's wine and sell it to some people and expect to make a profit or some money or for them to accomplish whatever goal they were setting out to do. The grapes had to be carefully selected. They had to be washed thoroughly. The stems had to be removed and then they had to be crushed in order for the juice to be released. And then they had to add a little bit of yeast, wine yeast to it. And this is not all the whole sum total of making wine. Some and you might know better than me, but I'm just giving you an overview. They had to add yeast to it, wine yeast, which yeast is representing sin. We understand that. And then they had to have it tempted or tempered um, and be tested to find out the temperature of it. So if we're looking at yeast being sin and then temperature being turned up to be tested, you think about us having to go through the fire to be tried by the fire. And then at the end, when it talks about all of our works, we'll have to go through the fire. And the only thing that we do for Christ is the thing that's going to last. It will make us a little more careful about the things that we do in the name of the Lord and the things that we do for the building of the kingdom, so we say. Right. So after it's been tempered or tested for its temperature, it has to be covered and secured in a safe place um, and protected from the elements of life so it can go through its process of fermentation. Um, so that it can become fermented. And isn't that how God does us sometimes? I know a couple of calls back, we talked about being covered or being hidden and not being um, thrown off by being in a dark place because some beautiful things can come out of darkness, right? And so recognizing that when we're hidden and we're covered and God has us safe and secure, he's doing something on the inside of us so that when we come forth and we come out of the darkness and we're we're accelerated into the light, if you will, um, we will have gained everything we need in the darkness to help us maintain the light or maintain that position that we have been accelerated to. So often people are accelerated or pushed up and um, given a platform and their character cannot sustain them in the new position where they have been um, propelled or accelerated to. So it even talks about in the book of Timothy, when Paul was talking to Timothy, he was saying, don't lay hands suddenly, this is a side note, on any man because they're not mature. They haven't been tempered. They haven't been given the necessary or gone through the experiences to be able to handle the pressures of dealing with pastoring or ministry or leadership in the church. And y'all know we can be hard people to lead. Lord Jesus. <laughs> people, period. But in the church, oh, my Lord. So he was saying, don't suddenly just promote somebody just simply because you need to fill a slot or you need to promote somebody that's been tried or tested or vetted to see if they're even mature enough to handle that position. So 
even back to the wine. What they have to do in the fermenting process, the first stage of it, they have to remove the froth or the sediment. So the froth comes to the top, the sediment goes to the bottom. Even with pure gold, as the Bible references to us, we go through this purifying process where the dross and the impurities of sin in our lives and that stuff will rise to the top and it can be um, scraped off, if you will, by God, because he's the only one that can do it. And he presents us at pure gold. Most of us have never really experienced pure gold. In fact, pure gold, what I'm told, is that it's so soft that you can't really do a whole lot with it. So the gold that we see is not like 100% or whatever carrot it might be. You know, we've seen some nice gold, but pure gold, that's how we have been presented because that's what God is doing to us. And I believe that's part of our process of sanctification. So that, that sediment is removed from the bottom. The froth from the top is taken away. And we're allowed, then the wine is placed back so that it can go into further fermentation or maturation, right? So that it can be matured. So this process takes time. So if you don't rush the process and you don't skip any steps, you'll end up with your re desired results and it, the wine can do and function in its intended purpose. But most people would say, get a buzz, whatever it is, or just relax, well, I don't know. But look at us. We try to rush our process. We try to skip some steps. We try to go through some stuff. We try to say, my now time is now, and God didn't say it was right now. Um, he's preparing us for our now and our next. But as we feel like we're being held back and not being accelerated, we have a tendency to look around, and I'll get to that in, in, in a minute. So we end up without our desired results because we're rushing our process and we're skipping our steps. Have you ever thought about it that sometimes the most expensive wines and the most effective wines and the wines that they present before people in high positions of power and prestige like the king and the queen or whomever, those are the wines that have gone through longer fermentation? And the ones that haven't gone through the process of maturation and fermentation, it's not that they don't get presented to people to consume, but they end up at the liquor store. <laughs> Just a thought. Think about that. Make the correlation towards, you know, our maturing in the kingdom of God and our effectiveness as being disciple makers. So proper timing is key. Here's something to remember, that God is not bound by our time. He created it for us, and he does not operate in it. In fact, he exceeds it. So we can't force the hand of God or the plan of God with our tears, frustration, or desperation trying to speed up something. Second Peter 3, 8 and 9 says, But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day, verse 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He is not, excuse me, not slack concerning what he has promised us. Don't be ignorant. I'm not saying that to you. The word is saying that to us out of Second Peter. Don't be ignorant, just meaning lack of knowledge. Do not forget the fact or the knowledge of the fact that God has made us some great and exceeding promises. And he's not slow concerning his promises. He's not slack. He's not lagging behind. He absolutely knows where we are and what we can handle. But he's saying he's given us a time, a 
space to get some things together and get some things right. And he's being very long-suffering with us so that we can make it in, so that we can receive the promise. So that we wouldn't perish, but we would come into repentance, recognizing that some of us doing some stuff that we just need to stop. And he's given us opportunity and space to do it because he loves us so much. And it's not that we have to be perfect. We've already been cleansed and washed by the blood. But there's still some things in our life that we know that just may not be pleasing before God. And that should be our ultimate goal, to be pleasing before God. So he doesn't operate in our timetable or on our time schedule. Even when we say he's an on-time God, it's still according to his time. <laughs> Who is that? Shirley Caesar, he may not come when you want him. A dotty people's one of them. But he's right on time. We just have a way of recognizing, even if it don't get paid, like the Hebrew boys, if he don't deliver, it's not because he can't. If something doesn't happen the way that I pray for it, what do I do? So since the world is governed by time and it's become a gauge to measure or stick to or determine the faithfulness or the effectiveness of God's intervention in our lives, what happens when he don't perform or does not, excuse me, perform when we think he should? What happens when he operates on his time and not ours, which he does? <laughs> Do we get mad at his prophets because they told us something was coming and it's not, and we don't see it, not realizing that the promises oftentimes lie within our disobedience, our actions, our mindset, our attitude of getting in proper position to receive the promise? Do we lose faith and believe in God? Um, that he can only do certain things, but he can't do all things, which is what he's promised. But it's to those that believe. Do we faint and fall out and feel like, God, you love them more than you love me because you're doing this for them, but you're not doing this for me? And I remember Joyce Myers, she had a, a book, part of her Stinking Thinking um, series, I think, and she was like, what about me? What about me? What about me? And if you know anything and you've been in this thing for any period of time and you've heard it, I'm sure on the call, it's really not about us. Do we think the wrong way about God? Do we think about him like we would think about an earthly father? Even if we had a good one, he far exceeds that ability to be good because he's a great God. And then words can't even describe how good he is and he's a good, good father. And a lot of us don't even really know what that means. Do we think something's wrong with us? Yeah. Maybe I didn't fast enough. Maybe I didn't pray enough. Maybe I didn't do the right thing. Oh, yeah, because I did that. That's why this happened. Yeah, there are consequences to our actions, but God is not doing a tit-for-tat thing. He understands that we have a weak frail, um, that we've been framed. We've been created from dust and dirt. He made us. He already knows. He doesn't do us like we would do some other people. But do we shut down and shrink back? Do we not believe because he hasn't answered and so that keeps us from praying and then we walk in fear and then we have doubt and unbelief so we stop praying to the point of saying what's the point and i know i covered a few things but what is it that's hindering you what is it that's um, preventing you from seeing god as the omniscient all-powerful can do anything but fail god what is it that's keeping you from acknowledging the fact that if it had not been for him um, you wouldn't even be here, I wouldn't even be here, and that he still absolutely has his hand over our lives, and he is sovereign and in control, and that he cares about you and I so deeply. 
all of this really is just an attempt of the enemy to try to get us um, off track and distract us and cause us not to believe so that we can't receive. Because remember, all things are possible to them that believe. And James talked about don't even ask if you're going to be double-minded and doubting because you're not going to receive what you have. And then some of us ask for the wrong excuse me, reasons. But God is not slack. Remember that he is not slack concerning his promises towards us. He is simply waiting on us to get in proper position. So delay is not always denial. While we're in the midst of waiting for the promise, we cannot be distracted. We cannot believe the lies of the enemy. We've got to recognize that God is behind the scenes, orchestrating all the people into their proper position so they can play their role for your preordained planned acceleration. Do I need to say that again? He's behind the scenes, intricately working, strategically working on your behalf and on my behalf, arranging and setting up people in positions and putting down people out of positions, moving people out of the way, putting people that need to be there so they can see you, adding up favor before, giving us favor already with him and with man so that he can get us in the position to receive his pre-plan and ordained acceleration because you know he already knows the plans that he thinks towards us the plans and the thoughts that he thinks towards us to prosper us to give us a future a hope and an expected end we simply have to learn how to wait on god's timing psalms 31 and 15a says king david he's the one that said this my times are in thy hands if we can remember that our lives belong to him, we're smack dab, secure, safely in the palm of his hands, that our steps have been ordered by him, and that he has already ordained our steps, and he already knows what's written in the book of us, then why are we stressing so much and so worried about the acceleration that he has already planned and set in place? If we would just keep walking in those steps that he's already ordered for us, we would meet up with that acceleration. I remember, I like to think about this, and it stuck with me, and it was Oprah, and she had a, um, a saying about success, and she said it's when preparation meets opportunity, you have success, right? So our preparation is our praying, our fasting, our seeking God's face, our staying connected to him, doing what he told us to do, walking in obedience, walking in love, those things that he has called us to do in his word that we're learning about, that's our preparation, Opportunity is the open door favor that he gives us that we don't get to tell him when to do it because he's on his own timetable. And he already knows who he has to strategically put in place, again, for us to be able to walk through. And what looks like acceleration to other people, they don't know what we went through. And I'll get to that in a minute. Psalms 27 and 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> We're waiting for that appointed time. And waiting does not mean doing nothing. It doesn't mean that nothing's going on, that nothing's happening. Nothing happens overnight without some prior intervention, planning, preparation, training, testing, or pruning. You can go on and name some other adjectives and adverbs about something happening that's preparing us for our acceleration. Specific parts of our journey have to be completed before we can obtain or get to our appointed time. Some things have to be set in motion. Remember acceleration, moving forward, motion, cadence. 
Ecclesiastes 3 and 11a says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Verse 11 says, He hath made everything beautiful in his time. God did it. Everything he made beautiful in his time. Not according to mine, not according to how I think it should be, because truth be told, y'all should be glad I'm not in control. <laughs> and some of y'all too. Because we would blow it. Being in control would have to mean that we'd be omniscient, all knowing that we see the end from the beginning, even before it began. I mean, really, there's just no way possible that we could even think, but we do, that we control anything. Or and people, I want to say that too, the ones we didn't make and the ones we don't know exactly what their plan is that God has for them in their lives. So when I'm reading the Bible, <laughs> we sometimes forget or overlook the important details, which indicates that we have to go through some things to get to a place of acceleration. That's a repetitive theme that you can see noted in the Bible. Like in the Old Testament, you'll see Noah, right? It took him 150 years to build that ark, to prepare for something that the world had never seen, rain. They never experienced it, so they didn't know what to expect. So Noah was called a preacher of righteousness. And while he was ministering, um, because he had that name, so I'm sure he was preaching, he was telling them to get in the boat. And they didn't listen to him. So we glamorize the art, but we overlook the years. I said 150 of ridicule, rejection, long suffering, and obedience that it took to obey God to do something that you don't even know really um, the end result. You just believe God. And what you're doing, you're preparing for something that's never happened. And God would call you to be a trailblazer. And for other people that don't know your story, it looks like you've been accelerated to the forefront, but they didn't see you on the back end. Moses. The children of Israel cried out for over 400 years for a deliverer. 400 years, that's a long time. And then God raised up Moses. I believe he spent 40 years in the, pal in the, in, in, um, the palace, you could say, under Pharaoh's daughter. And then at some point, he came to himself, recognized why he was really here, and went toward, left the, the, the palace, left Pharaoh's daughter's home, and went to live among his people. And while he was there, he was 40 years back there in what you would call the wilderness in the desert place where he met his wife and did a whole bunch of stuff. So we got time that's passing by, and while the people are still in Egypt, they're still crying out to be delivered, Moses is going through his process of learning how to be a leader in a place of prestige and position, and then how to go and come from the top and go all the way to the bottom and be in the wilderness and in a dry place and act as if and operate as if he had nothing when he left a pampered life. But he gave all that up. And so even though he was chosen by God and had supernatural encounters with God and was able to see God's hind part and saw him in a burning bush, he still doubted that he was adequate for the call to deliver God's people. And what did God do? God used him to supernaturally accelerate their departure out of sin, out of Egypt. And he did something miraculous by parting a Red Sea for them to walk through on dry ground. Nobody but God. 
But nobody knows what Moses had to suffer through. And I'm just giving you little highlights of what they went through to get to that place. Excuse me. Where we see it seems like acceleration that they were on top and that they were always on top. And y'all know the stories. Joseph, right? He had to experience the promise of a dream, went into a pit, went to prison, was in a palace so that many could be saved. So Joseph understood that nothing was wasted. Everything that he had gone through was for a reason and a purpose. He told his brothers, what you intended against me for evil, God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Check it out for yourself, Genesis 15 and 20. And one more, I had to bring a woman into the story, Esther. We remember beautiful Queen Bastida. She was fed up. For whatever reason, she was not going to be put on display for her husband, Xerxes, I believe it is, um, to uh, perform in front of him because she was so beautiful. She did not want to be paraded around. Um, Obviously, probably has happened before while they were on this long celebration of partying. She was like, enough is enough. I ain't doing it. Well, even in that, God took that to move her out of position of being queen to now have a vacancy that Esther was able to fill. And Esther was able to fill it because she was beautiful. She had been properly prepared and groomed, but they didn't know she was a Jew. (laughs) That's part of that being hidden and covered to get God's plan accomplished. And even though she went through what she went through, And all the preparation she had to go through before she could even approach the king, she was able by the power of God to recognize, and I believe that's one of the books that doesn't even really mention God, his name, or Jehovah, but you see his plan at work still behind the scenes. And she had an uncle, Mordecai, that took care of her. And after everything was said and done, there was a scheme, you you know the story, you can read about it, to destroy all the Jews. It was by Haman. And so he created a gallow to have a Mordecai hung on. He ended up getting hung on it himself, um, but or his head chopped off or something like that by himself. But what Esther didn't realize is that she was placed in this position. She was probably even given that beauty so that she would be seen or either God used that beauty because he knew what was in the heart of the king and how um, he desired certain women or whatever. But he used all of that to get her in a position to become queen and then to get her in the king's ear in their bedroom chambers. (laughs) And Mordecai told her her uncle because she was concerned about exposing who she was as a Jew. And he said to her, and who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Thank you, Dwayne. That's over in Esther 4. You can read about it. All right, that's the Old Testament. Real quick, I want to give you a little bit of the New Testament. So in the New Testament, we hear words like immediately and suddenly and straightway. Um, And as they went and it came to pass, and those words sometimes make us think that things are supposed to happen like that. But we don't really think about what's happening on the back end or what happened before. So immediately when they were healed, that woman with the issue of blood, she had it for 12 long years. And she spent everything that she had trying to get help. And when she had an encounter with Jesus, healing was accelerated. Remember the woman that was bent over? She was bent over for 18 years. And immediately, is what the scripture says, she was upright. She was able to stand up. The man at the pool of Bethesda, 38 years, Luke 10, Luke 10, I believe it is. 38 years. 
of being lame and not able to walk and saying, well, nobody put me in the pool when the angels come to stir it up. And instead of falling over, I don't know what he could have did. I went to the pool at Bethesda. There's five porches there. Who knows? There were plenty of people trying to get their healing. But it was his appointed time when Jesus came. And after 38 years, none of those years even seemed to matter because he got his healing. That one instance. The word suddenly. You remember over in the book of Acts, there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole room and they began to speak with tongues. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. That didn't just happen in one day. They had to wait. 50 days, remember? Because they had to wait for the day of Pentecost. He told them to go up there and wait and carry. So we just look at it like, oh, things are just supposed to happen like overnight. And I'm not saying they can't because they can, but oftentimes there's a story behind that thing straightway. His disciples left everything and followed him. Even that word, they dropped their nets, they left their professions, they left their family, and they followed him. But check this out. We don't even realize that they were waiting on the promise of a Messiah to come. Remember they were asking, is that him? Remember Peter and James had to go tell, I believe it was their brother. Remember John said, are you the one we're, we're looking for? Is that you? Are you the one that was prophesied about? So their whole lives they had been prepared and waiting for a Messiah. So it wasn't just like all of a sudden no encounter and then he comes to them and they stop everything. There was preparation in that. So they were looking for him to come. And as they went, the lepers were cleansed. They don't say how long they suffered, suffered with leprosy. We just know they did. They were ostracized and outcasts and couldn't be amongst their family. And it came to pass. Here's another one. Listen, everything in life comes to pass at some time or another. And some things will stay longer than others. But at the appointed time when God says enough is enough and he stays at hand of the enemy and he only allows him to go so far, then that time is up. And he got to release and let go. Woman, be loosed and let go. Be free. Lazarus, come forth. And those grave clothes, you got to loose him. So the common denominator was the plan of God and his timing and an encounter with Jesus that can change our lives and that can accelerate healing and deliverance and freedom and restoration. So when it's your appointed time, you're immediately, you're suddenly, you're straight away, no devil, no door, no failure of the past, nothing can stop you from experiencing the acceleration of God. But it's got to be his time. How long, God? I don't know. We don't get to tell him how long. (laughs) For some of you, I would beg to say it is your time. But listen, people don't know all the praying you did, the fasting, the crying, the brokenness you had to go through, how you were paralyzed and in fear and you were frustrated and silent and felt like you were in the desert um, and on the backside of the mountain and you had uncertain times and sleepless nights and you were warring in the spirit, you were speaking in tongues, you were casting out devils, listen, and you were loving and forgiving and turning the other cheek and not backbiting and not getting caught up in the stuff, staying in your own lane, doing what God was telling you to do. 
Now is your time of acceleration. And people don't understand because they didn't see all that other stuff that was done in the dark that you had to suffer through. They just see you standing up on the mountaintop. And they wonder why because they didn't see you climbing alongside of them. They just think God picked you up and dropped you on the top. But they didn't see all the other stuff we had to go through to get to where we are. The time we spent preparing for such a time as this, it's not always what it looks like. And what it looks like is not always what it's going to be. So here's a scripture that that I think started all this with me. It's Hebrews 10, 35 and 36 or through 36. And it says, this is the amplified version. Do not, therefore, fling away your fearless confidence. For it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Don't throw away your confidence in Christ. Don't throw away your confidence in God. Just because people are dying from this virus, people still die every single day. At our appointed time, we are leaving here, so we can't shrink back. We can't operate as if we have no hope and no confidence in the God who is able, well able, to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can hope or ask for or even think. But he said it was according to the power that's working on the inside of us, the power of the Holy Spirit to give us the stamina and the endurance to stand and perform fully and accomplish the will of God. Because it's God that's working on the inside of us to will and do of his good pleasure. So we can carry away and enjoy. Remember, Jesus came that we have life and have it more abundantly. But the trip part about John 10 and 10 in that same verse, it talks about the enemy coming to kill, steal, and destroy. So many times we get caught up on that, that we forget about the abundant life that Christ came, that you and I can have an experience today. And how do we do that? We recognize Romans 8 and 28, that all things are working together for the good of them that love God and that are called according to his purpose. You love God. He's called you. Stand fast in that liberty where you have been called. Walk in your freedom. Don't compare your acceleration to anybody else's. Your appointed time, your season, your next, your now is on God's timetable. Don't faint. Don't fall out. It's coming. You'll reap if you don't faint. And with that, that is my declaration. Um, Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, I thank you for that word. I pray that it spoke to somebody, that it encourages encourages somebody's heart, that, that somebody had an ear to hear. Um, Father, I thank you for how it encourages me. So we bless you and praise you and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Did anybody join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Lisa. Hey, Pretty Patrice. How are you? Hey, wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Good. (laughs) 
Yeah, so silly. Talk about I don't want to be no moon farm. I don't either want to be no ripple. All in the paper Lord, please don't let me be at the uh, at the paper shack on the corner. Please, can you please hold me in a barrel? Oh, please, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Anyone else? 
before we go on. I'm going to go back to bed when I get done. Anybody have any comments, questions, need clarification about anything or just want to um, wanna talk about something that I said? Hi, Sister Lisa. Good morning. This is Sister Tracy. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. I just wanted to say thank you for an amazing declaration. Um, you owe your deliverance and how you um, teach is always so soft and, 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 I, and clear but I can comprehend, and I just wanted to say thank you, and thank you for being a service, and I love you. Oh, I love you, too. Thank you, sis. Praise God. It's really not effective if, if people don't understand what you're saying, no matter how great you say it. The whole intent is for us to, to get an understanding or get a different perspective or be challenged in our way of thinking so that we could, you know, do our own self-examination and see our lives as it lines up with the Word of God. But, you know, no matter who brings us anything, it's still our own self-responsibility to go and study ourselves, um, not to take anyone's word necessarily um, as gold because we don't always get it right either. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think that's the intent um, to to be clear, to be coherent, to be able to, and for all of us, be able to give a hope for the reason why we believe. If you can't explain why you believe what you believe, let me challenge you to get into the Word, to ask God to give you a reason, because people need to know they're going to ask you. And it can't be because, you know, I was raised in a church and Grandma taught, you know, did, and, you know, my whole family believers, that might be good for some, but he's taking us to a level with this acceleration that will be in front of people that want answers and that need answers for even the hope that you have. And sometimes it's just simply our testimony. But the Word of God is so clear about us being able to give a reason for the hope that we have in Christ. And that hope that we have in Christ is going to be something that's going to be able to help somebody else have hope so that they're not fainting and falling apart. And the word in Thessalonians talks about we don't, you know, um, go through and suffer as those that have no hope. There should be a difference in the way that we go through what we go through because we have him. Amen. That was a little different than what you asked, but amen. Anybody else have anything or what you said? But thank you, Tracy. Love you, too. Anyone else? Hey, sis, it's it's Prosperous Pam. Yes, ma'am. Wonderful declaration, wonderful declaration. I really appreciate the the reminders um, when you were talking about Noah, and he built that ark for how how long did, was he building that ark? 150 years, I believe it was. 150 years. Yeah. It was just such a good room. And then the woman with the issue of blood, those really were long times. Like, we don't think about it. We just think Noah's ark. You know, mm-hmm. but he was building that thing for 150 years, and it just was a a good reminder for me as I go through my walk that yeah. sometimes things, you know, God prepares you on the back end. And, um yeah, I was just a blessing. So thank you. Thank you for bringing it out. We often look at, they say this, and I, I'm really going to try not to do too many, you know, those colloquial, colloquial or those hip sayings or whatever. They say, you you see my glory, but you don't know my story. I'm not one of the ones that do all that. But anyway, that's the truth. We see the glorious presenting of someone 
um, like a peacock, but we don't know what it took to grow those feathers. We don't know what they had to go through. We don't know, you know, how many times they had to dodge people trying to steal them from them. We don't even know if they regrow, whatever it is, you know what I mean? We don't even know, like, for for all that we've been through, um, and we've been through some stuff, and we don't look like what we've been through, when we stand before people, we can't forget what we've been through. And I, unfortunately, a lot of people do. And, and so they give this false pretense that it took nothing to get there. Um, and I hear people talking about, you know, you want my position, but you don't want to go through the pain or whatever. Truth be told, we all have things we experience in life, um, and I believe some greater than others, but everything is working to prepare us for a platform, whether it be to nations, to your local church, to whomever in your home, whatever it is, so that we can be effective in whatever atmosphere or environment that he places us in. We're all being prepared. And sometimes it does look like acceleration, but still, I don't know anybody that appears to have been accelerated and they don't have a back-end story. I didn't just get my degree online. I had to go through school, right? Some of you that have passed certifications, you didn't just show up. Uh, Nikisha did. <laughs> that was a blessing. I think it was Nikisha was it her, for her license for. Um, but nevertheless, she did put in some time studying. And the thing is, I believe because when we think that there's no way possible we could do it, God has a way of exceeding our expectations. And then we get to the point where now it looks like arrogance, but it's really our confidence, which is really God-fidence, Didi, and God, that if he did it before, he'll do it again. Why should I stop believing now? Nothing's ever been too hard for him, and nothing's bigger than him, and so why am I putting limitations on him when really that's superimposed because they're on me? And he told me I could release them. That wasn't the way I was taught, really, necessarily, or what I had seen in operation. But amen for being able to endure and stay the course and have our territory enlarged and our capacity expanded and um, to believe more and to hope more, all in the same time loving and forgiving more and doing all the other stuff, too, that sometimes we forget about. Good morning, Lisa. This is Rose. Good morning, sis. With the with the deep voice this morning. <laughs> you know, I was, I I'm I'm tired, but I'm I'm like, why is my voice so heavy this morning? I think, you know, when you get a, a good good sleep in, like mm. a deep, deep <laughs> Rare. You know, I I think that's what yeah, I think that's what happened. I just you know, this has been a week like for everybody, I think, and I think my body just like shut down. <laughs> And so I had a good deep sleep. But anyhow, I think for me, this this message on acceleration is the timing is perfect. When I look back, and I don't take anything for granted, I look back when um, some of my friends allowed me to cook in their kitchens, you know, um, to do pop-ups and have people come to their homes and, and they trusted me, you know, that, you know, um, to, to bring good people to their houses and, 
and 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 buy food and you know um you know just took a chance on me you know um and and I think I thank God for that and I thank the people that have allowed me to do that because it was a journey and that's what I call it a journey so moving forward I got a call from um full of funeral and they want to put a um they want to use me as one of their they're trying something different so they want to use me as a caterer to cater for um people that want um to have catering for repasses and you know um for family gatherings and stuff and I'm like me you know I always say that <laughs> me little black girl from Easter Hill you know um the oldest of seven kids you know and and um just just hold my whole thing the whole life that I've been through and y'all know some of it but I, I'm the acceleration I'm like and I don't I'm 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 far from arrogant I'm so grateful and it's just the confidence that I have now because remember when I first started the call I couldn't even get across the bridge without having an anxiety attack now God has allowed me to cross several bridges just to meet people you know so I'm like so I'm on the phone on a conference call on Thursday with the director of um, Fuller Funeral in Texas, like mm. really, and so with the director from Oakland Funeral and 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 Richmond and um and and in Houston, Texas, and this is so crazy. And do you know, for a minute, you guys, I wanted to cancel the call. I I had a I had a slight panic attack, and I said, you know what, I'm mm. not ready. I really said that that morning to my supervisor. I said, I'm I don't think I'm ready for this call. And then, you know, it hit me like he said, Ruth, he always said this, what are you doing here at this job? He mm. said, you already have a good product. What are you doing here? But anyhow, I, 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 I got through the call, you guys. And so now we're planning on the taste test and all that. But mm. it is amazing. This yeah. is an amazing journey for me. Amazing. Like I, amazing. I was like, me? Mm-hmm. All of full of funeral, what? That's just crazy, like dang. Like I almost feel like I don't even deserve all the stuff that has happened to me. Mm. Like when the T V station said, Ruth, we'd like you to come back. Me? <laughs> with the lady with the ankle bracelet on a year ago, two two years ago? That one, yes, that one. Mhm. What? Yes. Oh my God. That's it. Open door so, opportunity right? And so here's the thing, and let me use you for an example, right, to just prove the point of what I was saying. When, and, and I saw this from the back end on the other side, when you first started cooking and you came to that um, Declare Victory event, and I remember conversations of you being late or doing whatever it was, you had to learn the integrity of your craft, right? Because you can't be late showing up to these other places you've been going to. And I know you learned a valuable lesson in that, but that was all training. So here's the point. We got to make sure that when God accelerates us and gets us to the position of that platform, that our character and our integrity is intact so that we can sustain and maintain. He'll get us there, but we have a way of jacking it up when we get there. Man, and I learned a valuable lesson. So now I've incorporated, like, if I'm going somewhere, Look, you got to pay for me a room overnight. I need to be there the day before. And and now my my preparation is um you know is 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 totally changed. Every I'm doing everything 2 and 3 days shopping and getting all that stuff 
And what happened, what was happening to me, I allowed like other distractions to get in the way while I was on my way, on my journey. And I had to stop this. So guess what? I'm not answering no phone calls. No, I can't take nobody over here. I can't drop my kids off. I'm not answering no phone calls. If you got problems with your boyfriend, I am. So I'm I, sorry. I don't answer my phone. <laughs> Listen, write that down in a book because somebody needs to hear that. You know, how did you get to where you are so they don't just see you just showed up and was cooking for the world, right? Mm-mm, there's a process. There's some, some things you had to go through and some things you had to suffer and some jobs you had to lose or some money you had to lose because not being prepared. Um, Pastor Van Hood talked about it yesterday without that proper preparation, right? But he's given us time just like he gives us space to repent so that we can operate fully in the things he's called us into to get some things right. I believe it is because when we stand before people, they have to be able to see him. He doesn't accelerate us and move us in positions of power and all that stuff for our own enjoyment, even though I just read to you in Hebrews that we can enjoy it still, but it's really for his glory. It's for the appointed time that we have to encounter somebody. And for us, some of us... I've cried... I've cried more times frying fish. <laughs> I went through some stuff, you know, with my life and everything, and I don't want to talk about it, but I tell you, I've cried more times frying fish and frying chicken mm. than ever before, you know, and I know that it was nothing but the Lord. I've had people, when I got to certain places, we had to come in and, and, and pray together. I prayed, and they prayed with me in parking lots on the side of the freeway, there was some things going on. I still don't know how I made it. Well, I know how I made it, but yeah. I was just the strength that God had given me through the toughest times. Yeah. And you know, man, I'm telling you, Louie. <laughs> Congratulations, sis. And you know, we are right there just cheering you on and supporting you. So, amen. That is incredible and awesome. So, look, take the brakes off. Keep expecting more. He will keep exceeding your expectations. But a place of humility is the best place to be, I'm telling you. It opens doors for us that we don't even recognize. A place of honor opens doors for us when we um, do the right thing. And he's already told us what the right thing is. He's given us plenty of examples of it in his word and through his people. So, congratulations, sis. We're proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, Declare Victory, for giving me a chance. And even when I messed up, y'all gave me another chance. And so I thank you. That's what love is. (laughs) Listen, y'all. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. First, let me just say, um, I cannot be... um, I'm just so grateful for Declare Victory, um, the white people on the line, that was the Dion, um, because I, um, I I used to hear about Declare Victory, and I say, that sounds like a bunch of white people, and I think one time it probably was a person on there, and I kind of just, like, steered away from it, but that was my own ignorance, but God set it up for such a time as this. And it was well what I needed. So I appreciate it. It's just an inside joke, but I love the Lord and I thank him for his time. And I thank him that um, every time there's something that confirms something he said or something he's done. Mm -hmm. um, Yesterday I was in prayer and he dropped something in my spirit and I'm learning not to um, just 
take it as, uh, you know, just a whim or something and mm-hmm. write it down or question it or whatnot, but make sure that I, um, you know, approach it and, 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 you know, take it head on for whatever reason, if he drops something in there, it's for you to be aware of um so and it was concerning my daughter we were going to give her a baby shower and um so i called her when he dropped into my spirit i called her and i said babe i just kind of want you to think about maybe putting it off for a couple weeks you know we got a little time um Mm -hmm. just think about it you know prepare um and just like you said preparation for opportunity so as he dropped it in my spirit and i gave it to her i got a call hours later that they had canceled the venue so I just kind of looked at my cousin. I was like, oh, my God. She was like, what happened? And I told her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. So right. every time, and my cousin, is, she's always so doubtful, but I try to be around her to encourage her. And every time I was thanking the Lord, whatnot, she would try to change the subject. I pulled the car over, and I just began to praise him. I said, but this is what God will do for you if you set aside and take time and listen and take heed for the warnings that he gives you. It's not always for destruction. It's a warning to prepare you. We could have lost a lot right. of money, and nobody would have showed up but us. But I just thank God for um just a lot of questions that he answered. I used to think it was arrogance because I had so much confidence in God. But as as you, you guys say, Didi call it as confidence. That's exactly what it is. The assurance and the surety <clears throat> that he is who he said he is and that he'll do exactly what he said he'll do for you and not just for you, for all that are connected to you. So I thank you. I thank you for the way that you, you know, take us through this Bible tour and encourage us. You just walk through the Bible and hold our hand. You like, um, I was laughing to myself because you think of the tour lady in um, the dinosaur movie when the auntie passed the kids off to the lady that was the tour guide. Right. And she was going to take them <laughs> and just walking them through because you, you don't miss a beat. You know, you, you point out everything. You bring everything that's relevant in to help us. And it might not just help me, but it might encourage some someone else with something else. So I just love the way you teach. I thank God for Declare Victory. I thank him for, you know, Dion and all the staff that are there because I just, I I love you guys. And I thank God that who you are and that you love God and that you guys are able to, you know, help one another to get where they need to go and encourage them and make, make us understand that God is real and anything we, we need you know, he's available and he, and the help is there. So I thank you. Don't mean to rattle on, but I'm just so grateful for the things of God. I sure am. Good. No, we love you too. And we thank God for you. We are helpers one to another. Um, and it's incredible that God gives us what we need when we need it. Um, and you and I might not need the same thing, but he'll take the very same scripture, like you said, or the same word, and I can get out of it and extract from it what I need. Right, and it might not be everything, and it might just be one word, but whatever it is, and I think that's the importance of being led by God. And of course, you know, we add from our experiences and everything to what we present, but um, trying to be led by God because I don't know what you need. That's the thing. 
I do not know. I could presuppose that everybody needs some money and, you know, some people need some healing. That's just the nature of, you know, humanity or whatever. But he absolutely knows what we need specifically and intricately because you're the one that had the conversation with him. And so I love when he comes and confirms his word. And, and people don't even know that they're confirming it, but it's just God. And what it lets me know is that he's real, that that the conversation we were having, it was him. You know what I mean? It just reinforces my faith and my belief and my trust in him. Again, Hebrews 10, 35, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. Amen. Thank you, sis. Anybody else? Hey. It's hey. nourishing Nikisha. Hey, like. <laughs> hey, um, as Rochelle was talking, uh the word buffet uh dropped into my spirit when you were uh, responding to her comments. So we we're all just coming to the table and um we're getting what we need to eat. So Amen. I love you all. Uh like you said, you don't know uh, specifically what we need, but God knows, and so he drops it into you because he knows who's all on here. He knows who we're all connected to. I know I've mentioned a few times that um, I met my bio dad a couple of years ago, and when I'm when my cage is really rattled, he was like, well, did you call in? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, uh, is there a, a night call you could call in to? I was like, not tonight, Dad. <laughs> you are a comedian, Nikisha. <laughs> you are. You are so funny. <laughs> and see, same time. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm telling the truth, though. And then, like, I started, like, you know, I started, like, feeling like I was being selfish when I wasn't sharing it with my children, even though they're all adults, but they're still, in my mind, my babies, but they're forever his children. They're just on loan to me. So I was like, why am I keeping this from them? Mm -hmm. So I started um, sharing the scriptures with them. I gave them the, the line number. I don't know if they called in yet, but that's not my business if they call in or not. But just to know that I am spreading the information that I'm getting to them that it and then they'll say oh thanks mom I needed those encouraging words or that was a good scripture or they'll send me back the prayer hands and the hearts and stuff like that or if I don't say something else like well where's the scripture for today I'm like oh oh so I gotta stay on my game too That's so good. I just love you all love you all it's, it's a buffet and uh, when you need to come to eat, it's available for you. So love you all. Love you too. Thank you. Uh, um, um, thank God for your your comments and your talking. And um, even even your sound is a little different. And I know you're going through a lot, you know, with your niece and all that stuff. Um, but we do not throw away our confidence in Christ. And I believe that because we have found our tribe, um, everybody doesn't stick and stay, but it's still here and it's available. And if it had not been for, you know, Dion's yes and a few other people coming alongside to hold up our arms and partner with her in this call, right, then um, it wouldn't be available just for some people to even have an option to even think a little bit differently. 
um, when we have a certain, we, we've all been, you know, brought up with our own experiences and everything, and until um, our life patterns are interrupted with the truth of God's word, we're going to continue along the same course, and the trajectory of our lives will end up as a result of, you know, our decisions and our way of thinking and our behavior and all that stuff. But when God's truth and the truth of his word interrupts our lives, we have a decision to make. Are we going to follow along with what we hear? Are we going to contemplate, think about it, see if there's any validity in it? Or are we going to ignore it and just continue along our same pattern and keep getting things that we don't even desire in life to have? So I'm so grateful that um, being open, because, because you can't be open to everything and everybody, of course. But but being on this call with some people that love God, and not that we're perfect or got it all together, but we we mean to do this thing, right? We're serious about this um, this walk that we have, and we love God. Um, and and we're not all on the same level. We 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 don't all agree on every single thing. But the beauty of this, and I love the way Dion established it when she first did, it's a judgment free zone, you know. And and some people don't like to hear some people talk or whatever, and that's cool. That's your prerogative, right? But making sure that when we do show up, that we are respectful and that we do display and um, exhibit the love of Christ. Why? So that we can really learn how it needs to be done. So that we can go in and act and impart and encounter the other people that are not on this call and show them really the love of Christ and share with them what we are learning. So thank you, sis. If they don't call in, they're still connected because of what you're giving to them by what you're learning. And so that's that's the beautiful thing, and it's part of making disciples, right? Not disciples after declare victory, but disciples after the Lord Jesus Christ, disciples after, you know, and into bringing people into the kingdom as he uses us to, to be vessels of getting people saved. So, yeah. Thanks, sis. I, I love how um, you continue to speak up. Don't don't stop um, speaking when God gives you something because you bless people when you speak. So thank you. Anybody else have anything? Sister Lisa, it's yeah. Deidre. Yeah. Hey, Deidre. Hey, I'm just over here just so happy and joyful hearing Ruth and just hearing everything, just being here from the beginning, six years. Yeah. We've changed so much and grown. I know I have. <laughs> and I'm just thankful. And everything is just right on point. And, you know, I've just, I've been in a place with everything that's going on. But um, we just have to keep encouraging each other and knowing that God is in everything and in all things. Yeah. And, and he's working out, you know, he's working it out. So, I thank God for this line and for you and Dion and everybody, Tanya, all everyone, Dee Dee, from so many years. So I'm just happy. I was cracking up. I was I'm driving. I was out, but I was just cracking up listening to Ruth because you know I, right. I just remember all the stories. Yeah, and I was like, Lord, please help me get to my destination. <laughs> but I'm just joyful. That's what I'm. I'm just my heart is just happy. So. Yeah. Um, Yes, and and that's you know even through everything we just you know God that's what God does right we yeah. you know it, it keeps us happy the joy of the Lord you know and he's and that's our strength that's where our strength comes from so I thank you guys I just wanted to speak up since I could and yes I've been busy on Thursdays but I'm thinking about y'all and I love y'all and I miss you okay you too love you too and thank you for speaking up um, using your voice. 
to encourage somebody else. And um, everybody remembers, I know we tell the story often about um, Ruth, but it's a testament and a testimony of how if you remain, um, you can change <laughs> and you can mature and you can grow. So when we first started, you know, some people are still apprehensive about praying. Um, it's understandable. Um, the fear is from the enemy, of course, he keeps us because we don't understand how important it is. And if we do, there's still that fear there because we're not used to it. We just haven't had the experience or the exposure. So what Declare Victory has done for a lot of people is given people a platform and an opportunity to use their voice, right? That was one of the first things we would always say and I would always hear when I came on, open your mouth, right, and use your voice. Make your sound, you know, be heard, basically, because you got something to say and that what you have to say is important and your voice is important. Some of us don't need to talk so much. I do talk a lot, but that's part of my gift, I suppose. Anyway, so Ruth was um, asked to read the scripture, I think it was, and it was so funny that, um, Ruth, I know you don't mind me telling this, do you? You still on call, Ruth? (laughs) No, I I don't mind. (laughs) Okay. So when she would read the scripture, she would have to stop in the middle of reading it and take a sip of water to just finish the scripture. it was like it tickled so many people, but nobody laughed. We laughed later after she was able to get over it, right? And so I think it just broke the ice of, okay, this is a safe place. <laughs> this is a safe place. And so when you learn that, okay, I can stumble, I can misquote the scripture, nobody's going to throw me out, you know, nobody's going to condemn me. And if you do, hey, that's the part you need to work on with you, right? Because cynicism and criticism is part of the enemy as well, and I understand those things too. So I have to still deal with some stuff in me, but this is still a safe place. It's a place where you can learn how to um, pray out loud if you're not used to it. You can learn, and I'm not saying mimic what people say, but model, right, as you're hearing. Um, Because faith comes by hearing, and it will increase your confidence, your confidence in God, um, which is really the, the, the confidence that he's given you, the strength and the courage that he's placed on the inside of us. And when we recognize man, that we have the full God living on, full God, I don't even know how to say it, everything that God is fully living on the inside of us is just up to us to to um, tap into, um, allow him to express, to, to allow him to be in his fullness. And so for me, I know I can say for so many people, coming into the knowledge of who he is is helping me to enlarge and expand um, even the territory that I um, have been placed in Um, and taking the limits and the breaks off of God because he wants to do some things in us and he's going to have us to encounter some people that some of others on the call will never encounter. And so when we do encounter them, we want to be ready to be used by God. And then look at Moses. He he didn't even know what to say and he said, I didn't speak eloquently and I I stutter and um, how can I speak? Well, I'm going to send you an errand. Don't worry about it. You're not out there by yourself. I've thoroughly equipped you with everything that you need in this life that pertains to life and godliness to do everything that I've called you to do. I wouldn't have called you if I had not equipped you. How 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 would that seem for God to tell us to do something and then doesn't give us the tools or equips us to do it? 
So the thing is, in the midst of waiting for the acceleration that we are finding out what we need to do, it might mean going to school. It might mean um, sitting outside uh, on the backside of the mountain being hidden. It might mean um, doing all those other things that we have to go through, which is just a part of life. But what I tell you now, the way that the world is running around here like they're crazy, now is not a time for the born-again believers to be running around here like their heads are cut off, like we don't have a God who's bigger than any kind of virus. Amen. So I could have really talked about viruses. You know I'm in the healthcare profession. So um, I, it just, just be aware, right? But there are still people that are dying from, you know, stuff that that we don't have to die from. And I'm talking about, you know, our hearts being broken, our minds not being right, making bad decisions and choices and unforgiveness and bitterness and all that other stuff that we still still got to work on. Amen. So if we leave this place, bye. I ain't trying to say I'm ready to go necessarily, but bye. This is not our home anyway. And what we have that's been prepared for us is far better than anything we could even imagine, even though we read about it. Does anybody else have anything I just want to say thank you, so before um, we close it up, um, always, always get so much out of your, your decoration and how you teach because you just go into depth with it and, and make and explain it so clearly. But, um, yeah, I just want to make sure I say thank you. And I do agree, and I love that um, scripture, too, that God gives us all that we need. And I, I just love how the Holy Spirit have been reminding me of that lately on my journey. Because, you know, the enemy have always, you guys, remember I have told y'all, you know, um, stole the, the, whenever I was trying to accomplish something, I always felt they had to quit or, you know, didn't think I could do it, all that dumb stuff. Right. And he had me thinking, yeah, that I was incapable, all that dumb stuff. So, on today, I'm just so grateful. Just yeah. so grateful. You it's, it's a whole other feeling within my, my, not just within me, but that even when I, when I, when I open my eyes of how I see things. So I'm yes. just so grateful for not just for that, but for this line, because y'all, I know that even before, um, I didn't even know how to pray. I didn't even, well, I knew how to pray. Let me rephrase, rephrase that. It was just very, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, as Dion would say, mediocre. You know what I mean? But now, since I've been on the line, the, the confidence, the guy confidence that he done put in me and that he done let me see that it already was there, you know what I mean, to to, to just to let it go and call up on him. And I mean, I got that from this line and from um, the, no, the no judgment zones because I know the many a times I have opened my mouth that I'm, I'm pretty sure was some people like, oh, my God, please, Mona, not again, Mona, you know, but it was – you know, I didn't care. Good, I didn't right? Care. I was gonna get free. And yes. Yeah. You have to do it if I was gonna irritate you. So that was just how I, you know what I mean. So, and I'm still here, by the way. But uh, right. <laughs> I just want to say thank you, sis. I love the the love. I'm so glad that he brought me here, and 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 I know we're going to meet soon. But I feel like I already know you. You know, yeah. just from your declaration yeah. and talking with. 
feel like I already know you and I love you. And thank you. Thank you so much for, for bringing that good declaration. Amen. Glory to God. I'm glad your mouth is better. Listen, the one thing about prayer, somebody told me a long time ago, and it helped me to start wanting to even pray, was that you're simply talking to our daddy. And that's probably the simplest one of the definitions because, you know, it's so much more than that, right? Because it's not always talking, it's listening as well. Um, but it's spending that, that time and having constant communication because we've been told to pray without ceasing, so having a God consciousness that he's always there. But I'm talking to my father, and if I can't recognize him as a father, it makes it hard for me to communicate and see him in that light, that way. So if that's my hindrance, then that's what I work on. I ask God, listen, I, I need you to help me so that I can see you as you are, right? And we can see him as he is by reading the word. We'll learn a lot about the nature and the character of God by reading the Old Testament. A lot of people don't really like to read the Old Testament, but there's a lot in there that really shows us, you know, the nature and the character of God and how his whole desire was just to protect the children of Israel. But because of their continued rebellion, you know, and their disobedience, they had to go through and suffer some things. But here we come now to the New Testament where we're not operating under the law, but we get to experience grace. But now we're taking grace for granted because we recognize, well, he seemed like he is slow concerning his promises. <laughs> but when we read, look, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever we sow, we shall also reap. But then in, as well, to encourage us, don't be weary in well-doing. Because God is not slack concerning his promises. He's just given space and time to orchestrate, get people in position, because he's not going to make us do anything. But how much more would things be accelerated if we're willing and obedient? Then we can be pliable and placed in proper position so that not only my blessing can come through, but yours as well as we're connected. So what I also learned is prayer is not performance. I'm not performing for nobody. I'm not trying to impress nobody with my prayers. I'm just praying. I'm not even speaking to you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I'm not speaking to Yes. I I remember a time though where a spirit of confusion had me so um just just embodied. I remember that it was during the top of my prayer, it was just like I I just used to be like uh 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 Overthinking it, right? Overthinking. (laughs) But when you're talking to your natural father, do you? uh, uh, I'm a father, and I'm talking to my friend. I'm talking to my judge. Oh my God! Your mediator, your advocate, (laughs) your all in all. That's what I'm talking about. That right. It's a difference now. Yeah. Amen. Like I know who I'm talking to. My deliverer. My my rock. Don't start, girl. My strong tower. (laughs) Yes. Don't get me started, (laughs) y'all. That's just just a coming into awareness. So that's not to put down anybody that's not there, but it's a coming into awareness. Okay, think about it that way. Maybe that will help us, right? So that's what the beauty of being able to share is that we introduce, again, new information that can change our thought processes so that we can see things a little bit different, and and really it helps us to make better, more informed decisions. And not so much so that what somebody else suggests is right, because what you're doing might be right for you and working. Well, then share that so somebody else could, um, you know, get helped. 
share that. Share what's working for you because it just might help somebody else. We don't all wear the same shoe size, but some of us do have the same size, and what fits for you might fit for me, and what fits for someone else may not. But, hey, we're putting it out there. And so that's the thing with recognizing that I am not omniscient. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to be either. I got all y'all together, and together we're helpers one to another. And so the thing I think we don't do is a little bit of correcting when we might need to. And even in that, on Declare Victory, we do that in love. And so I don't, some do get offended, but they come back when they recognize the intent was not to embarrass or, you know, put down or tear down. We've been through enough of that. So, hey, man, does anybody else have anything? Hey, it's Nikisha again. Just wanted to to say that heaven is smiling down on Mona for opening up her mouth and just <laughs> talking. And she prayed us out yesterday, and I was just so excited to hear it. And then I, so then I was like, oh, so that's how everybody else gets excited when I talk. So it's, right? it's cool to like see our growth with one another and how we're getting more comfortable and just realizing that we are having a conversation with our daddy, our will in the middle of the will, our provider, our strong tower, our rose of share, all of that, whatever we need for him to be for us at that moment. We're Ever. just talking to yeah. him. We're just talking to him. And so it was just so excited. I had just like this big old grin on my face, like, listen to my sister go. Listen. Okay. Well, that's God. When you can Bless be excited God. about somebody else, that's so great. Yes. Thank you so much, sister. Thank you. <laughs> I've been, this is Krishanda. Every time I, um, from the time I start joining this call and I hear Mona's voice, I think I've said this to her. I always love hearing her voice. She is always so encouraging. I just hear the love of the Lord in her voice. And so I'm so glad that she's speaking. She just um, she puts a big smile on my face every time I hear her. Every time I hear you, I know you can hear me. Um, so keep going. Love you. Oh, thank you. So thank you. And I appreciate that because I remember on Facebook you had told me that, and I remember that day too because I said I need to shut up. And then I went to Facebook and I saw that on air. And I said, No, I don't. No, no, right? <laughs> so I don't. I said, no, you don't, and he confirmed it. <laughs> Amen. Good. I haven't heard you in a while, Krishanda. Huh? You doing all right, lady? <laughs> God is good. God is good. God is good. Yes. <laughs> good, 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 good. Amen. Um, well, see, the, what the world needs now is love, <laughs> sweet love, and we know that God is absolutely loved. The book of John tells us so. And so invite somebody to the call. Um, and don't be mad if they don't stay. It's okay, but at least extend the invitation. And truth be told, a lot of people call in and they don't ever say a word. So you have no idea who is in and being blessed by the call. And for those of us that have been around for a while, it was, I don't know what happened, but God, it was like you couldn't stop if you wanted to. We were, those of you who've been on for a while, it was like a drug, a good one, <laughs> in a good way, right? And just knowing that this was the place to be. But there's so much here that 
um, many of us were lacking in other settings. And so that's the beauty as well. Um, it is another form of therapy, really, where you can go lay down on somebody's couch and just talk some stuff out or just listen to somebody else's stuff and recognize that your stuff ain't so isolated and all by itself that, you know, that we are in this thing together. And so um, that's another beauty of it. Um, But I want to encourage those of you that, you know, may think that, you're in a holding pattern or whatever, and to know that it's okay. And if you think that you've never, you know, reached your acceleration point, it's it's coming. God is not a respecter of persons. Um, but continue to examine your life and see if your life is lining up with the Word of God to the best of your ability, right? He's not asking you to do anything you can't do. And so because he's given us the power to do what he's called us to do, that's what he's expecting us to do. And so looking at your life and saying, okay, God, am I in the way of your accelerating my life to where you know he's promised you're going to be and what you're doing? But while you're on the way to getting there, and in the meantime, don't stop. Um, Stay connected. Um, Keep your focus and your your gaze, you know, set forward because we've been talking about all this stuff. We've been talking about, you know, our vision um, and our identity and um, honor and all the other things we've been covering. And everything is is for a reason. It's preparing us for a place, a position. And so being mindful that um, this is not for nothing. This is not for nothing. Um, and that that he will use even this, and that we're getting in more than sometimes we even know. And at the appointed time when it's necessary because it's been poured into you, he'll draw on it to use it to bless somebody else. And it'll come out of your mouth, and I know somebody can attest to this, and you'll be like, ooh, I didn't even know that was in there, right? <laughs> Why? You've been poured into on this call time after time after time. You've been poured into when you show up to services, hopefully on Sunday mornings or whenever you go to church on Saturdays or Bible studies or Sunday schools. You've been poured into and poured into, and your faith is growing because faith is coming by hearing. So when the time comes for you to pour out, you're not empty, and we stay full so that we can keep pouring. Instead of pouring from a broken place, we're getting what we need. Instead of always helping other people, we're making sure that we're emotionally healthy and fit and sound so that we can pour from a place of um, in a position of power, if you will, recognizing it's the same Holy Spirit we're offering to other people that's working on the inside of us. And that gives us the ability and the strength to do what we have to do. So with that, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Is there anyone else before we go that, that has been waiting on the sidelines and you scared to open your mouth, scared is the wrong word, but you've been intimidated by the other people speaking so well? Listen, you get an opportunity now to open your mouth and say something. Don't be fearful. God has not given us a spirit of fear. If you have something, say something. Good morning. Uh, good morning, minister, counselor, all of that. I, this is grateful, Deborah Evans. I just want to say thank you. And I'm grateful for so many things. 
and I can go on and on and on, but I won't. But I, I appreciate your your uh, declaration this morning, and I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you opened your mouth and you said that, so yes. <laughs> Just the fact that you even opened your mouth for that. I'm trying. God's going to help me, I tell you. He's going to help me. I'm going to get my breakthrough. <laughs> Listen, but you're already in the, the way. Meantime, keep me lifted up. <laughs> Listen, somebody encourage her. You already took a step this morning, opening up your mouth. That's where it begins for many people that came on this call that didn't have a platform to speak and to talk. It begins with opening your mouth, right, and not being so concerned about what people are thinking and not overthinking what we're thinking, but just having an opportunity to speak. It's empowering. It does, and it gives you to the point where they'd be like, I wish she would stop talking so much because, yeah. We we start speaking and the floodgates open because we've been holding in so much. All that love, talk so much. <laughs> Listen, oh. but don't worry you guys about. You are so awesome. You guys are so awesome. I thank God for each and every one of you, especially that Miss Dion, for yeah. uh, setting this up for us. I, I'm just grateful. Me. Grateful. Amen. Amen. So I hope that empowers you just as well as God used her to do this. He wants to use you to do something in somebody's life that's going to change their life as well. And if it's nothing more than just you showing up and opening your mouth or extending your arms or opening your pocket, whatever it might be, um, and what you can do, what you have the ability to do, then that you would do it. Speaking of opening your pockets, make sure that um, if you're coming to, i got to do this myself, I'm talking to me really out loud, to um, go ahead and get our tickets for the um, upcoming um, gathering, um, reunion. And then don't forget to support Declare Victory. Um, as much as the call blesses people, um, it still has um, financial obligations that need to be met. And if you're in a position to do so, then um, you can't be God when you give to something that you know that he is um, behind, when you know he has his hand on it, um, and you know that he is blessing it and that he's using it for his glory. If we partner up with him and do that, it's not so much partnering up with the EB, but we are. But it's really a partnering up with God so that the work can continue. So just as much as you're being blessed and we take care of what God is blessing and honoring, he has a way of doing that stuff in return for us, that part of reaping and sowing. Um, So amen if you can. And if you will, I promise you, (laughs) we can't be God-giving. Cannot. Not at all. So with that said, um, again, one last um, extension of anybody have anything before we go? All right, I'm going to close this in prayer. So, Father, we just thank you for um, opportunity. We thank you for open door. We thank you for acceleration and recognizing that the acceleration doesn't happen overnight and that people don't often get to see what it took for us to get to that point of acceleration, and it doesn't matter. And if you use it for a platform for us to tell it, fine, but if not, we'll never forget. And we'll walk in humility um, humbly before you, God, and your people, and we want you to use us for your glory and your honor. We thank you for enlarged 
um, territories and expanded capacities to do even more of the things that you've called us to do. We thank you for um, partnerships that shall come forth, and we thank you for um, entrepreneurship and open doors for businesses. And even though it looks like the economy is falling, God, you still are triumphant and own everything, and you can still give us witty inventions, and you can still tell us what to invest in, and you can still show us and give us mysteries and hidden things in secret that are being done underhandedly. Father, you are still in control and you're sovereign. And because of that, we thank you. I thank you for all of the people that are under the sound of my voice and everybody connected to this call. I pray blessings over their lives, Father, and everything that we stand in need of. We thank you that it's already done, it's on the way, and that we're just waiting for the manifestation, Father. So if it's healing, then it is so. If it's finances, God, it is so. If it is peace, thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding and your joy that's unspeakable, Father. I thank you for mending broken relationships and restoring that prodigal son and daughter back to the home. I thank you, Father God, that you've given us authority, God, in our homes and over our lives, and you've given us power, Father, to live this life in a way that's pleasing before you. So we bless you. We pray for this day. We set the atmosphere. We've offered up first fruits this morning to you, God, and we pray that everything that you've assigned for this day in our lives, that the enemy's plans will be aborted and that everything that you've written down for us in the book, God, will be accomplished and not just done, God, any kind of way, but done with excellence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Love you all to life. Have a great day. Love you, God. Love you, too. Thank you. Bye. God bless you all. Love you all. Love you, family. Bye-bye. Have a blessed Saturday.
singing the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking 
singing the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking 
singing the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Declare victory. 